Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. With your host, Rico, and joining me, as always, is Marcus. Um, a little late this week on the podcast, the, the weekly recap, because uh, initially we we're going to do it probably on Saturday, but then I was kind of like, do we really want to record something on April Fool's Day? Like, that's kind of like the meme day of news and stuff like that, a bunch of funny little things that you come, that come out, like, oh, gotcha here, gotcha there. Uh, and I mean, it's just kind of a weird day to kind of report news. And uh, we, I was going to shoot again for yesterday, but Marcus had some stuff going on. So uh, it's Monday and here we are. Yeah, better late than ever, man. Um, I had a lot of issues with my vehicle. And last thing I needed was for me not to have a vehicle because then I wouldn't be able to go to work. So that was my that was my main priority Saturday and Sunday. Finally got it going Sunday night-ish. Um, That's good. Yeah. So it, and it was the weirdest thing. And... I, you know, when it comes to your vehicle, you kind of tend to know what you do with your vehicle. I've changed a lot of superficial parts, whether it's, you know, um, ignitions, um, obviously your lights, whatever, right? Serpentine belts, new batteries, uh, the switch, uh, call it the blinker. Uh, I've, I've installed a new blinker, just, you know, things like that where you can take apart, you know, as long as it's there superficial and, and I'm able to access it. Once you have to lift a car up, then that's a whole another thing. So, yeah. I was I was kind of buying. It's like, dang, it's not starting. It's not starting, and so I call <clears throat> I call Role, who's my mom's boyfriend, and you know, always, you know, it's like, dang, I need to call an adult, but you know, and one of my friends had mentioned it's not ticked up. I need to call an adult. Who's like, wait a second, we're we're thirty two years old. Like, I'm I'm an adult. Well, no, no, we're, we're we're the little adults. You need to call the adult adult. You know what I mean? So yeah. call Role, hey, you know, and <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> you always gotta call somebody. He's like, oh, let me get my cousin out there, help you out, right? So you know, and. They're, they're trying to troubleshoot some troubleshoot steps and, oh, it's the starter. So, oh, okay, cool, right? So his cousin comes and, you know, there, he takes his stuff and he's able to to put the new start or whatever. Well, my car doesn't turn on. Oh, snap. Oh, okay, well, I, and, and I was like, well, let's see what else it could be on YouTube, right? And his cousin, you know, uh, pseudo mechanic, knows how to work his vehicles, but, you know, not doesn't have his own his own store. Oh, uh, you know, I want it might be the ignition switch. So let's go get an, an, an ignition switch. $200 on the starter, $4 for the ignition switch. He had to go do something. So I, I was installing it myself, installed it, didn't turn on. I said, ah, I'm at a loss. So Rolly goes, well, let me call my other cousin, right? And he's the one who actually works in my car when I have issues. He just happens to be in the area. So he comes by, he comes by and, and, and Rolly says, this is, this is my cousin, the mechanic mechanic, the one who, who fixed your car. I said, oh, cool. He gets there, leans over the car, man. And he's looking and inspecting. He goes, where's the fuse box? The first thing he knows, that's the first thing he says, well, it's right here, right? Starts looking at the fuses, starts messing with them, right? Tinkering with them. And he's trying to figure out, you know, he's playing, he's, he's, he's playing doctor on this car. Obviously, you know, that's the mechanics are, man. And I'm, I, you know, just, and he starts looking. Fuse the size of a penny. He takes one out and he goes, let's exchange these. And this was after trial and error of a couple of other fuses and whatever. Puts, puts a fuse from uh, similar into, into the crank or into the engine thing. Boom, car turns on. He goes, yeah, there's your problem. And I was like, oh, how much is that fuse? He goes, about five bucks. <laughs> $200 starter, $50 ignition switch later, $5 fuse, problem solved. Bam. I said, wow. So, you know, and Rolla's other cousin was nice enough to put the other fuse, to put the other starter back. He took off the new starter. We cleaned it up real quick because he was going to return it. And he was nice enough to put the new starter back on. And, yeah, and, and my car just 
you know, they the the engine light was on with a new starter, you know, old old cars and parts like that, man. You know, like they're they're real funny. And my car's old, and it's and every person I think I've I've come to realize has like an old, faithful, reliable car, the car that they're just not gonna get rid of. Well, that's I don't have a new car right now, but I'd be damned before I give up that cobalt to anybody or anything. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that that and that was my weekend mostly. I'm last night after I got done, it was already like you know, eight eight thirty, and I said, man, just done i was i was over it so yeah that that was my weekend mostly i didn't really get to play anything or watch anything unfortunately because i was just super stressed about my vehicle because i'm in the process of buying a home and last thing i needed was for my vehicle to bust down and you know i just yeah i, I was nerve-wracking and i was just like oh so i didn't get a chance to do much you know and and it, the week school week's been stressful testing is right around the corner you know just gearing up and just trying to do something. I've been, I usually have this ritual where I'm watching one piece before I, before I go to sleep. I'll watch one piece throughout, you know, when I'm eating or whatever. And I haven't, the last two or three days, I haven't been able to do that because I've just been sleepy, super tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's been well, my week in my week. What about yourself? Uh, it was uh, watching a little bit of, or a, not, not just a little bit, a lot of basketball here and there. We got the uh, Final Four going on. Uh, we had the women. We had the LSU women close it out yesterday against uh, Iowa State, right? I think it was I, Iowa I, State. I was, Iowa and LSU, yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin was the talk of the, you know, of, of the tournament, yeah, yeah, for sure. But they just got uh, they just they just got beat yesterday. And there was a lot. There was a lot of controversy going on with one of the players from uh, from LSU doing like the the you can't see me yeah. to that Caitlin girl. But I don't know. It, it feels like it's kind of like blown out of proportion a little bit. And just uh, I don't know. It, it feels like every like people are kind of making it into a bigger deal than it actually is. Yeah, and I think and I and I saw it right. And, and Caitlin did it for like two or three seconds. And um, I guess what rubbed people the wrong way was she went up to her, was doing it for like 10, 15 seconds, followed her, and then just started pointing at her finger. I thought the pointing at the finger was, you know, the more um, competitive hey i got it i got it i got it rather than the following and doing the whole face thing what you know i was kind of like okay <laughs> but then what you start with you see it right you see in the nba right people get in the zone people get in the moon i was like, yeah by all means you know get yours get yours right um but yeah i saw it, it, it was a little weird the way she just kept following around for like 10 seconds <laughs> yeah and i'm 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 i myself i'm not like a trash talker i'm not i don't gesture to people i'm for me i'm always like that humble person uh, I try, or I try to be as much as I can. I do hate to lose, but you know, we, we, you and I, obviously not on this level, but we were in, we were in sports. We know what it is to, to, to win and to get our butts whooped too. So uh, I don't know. It's just that's just not something I would do. But I, I, I saw that too. That people were more about like her following her around and stuff like that. But I, I don't think that this was just towards this girl. I know. The whole season, it feels like a lot of pe- there's been like this narrative around this uh, player, Angel Reese is her name from LSU, mm-hmm. about her being like hood and, you know, just like very like racial kind of stuff. So I feel like a lot of this was not just against this uh, Caitlin Clark girl, but a lot of frustration that's been building up over the course of her season. And she was just like, it was more of like, you see me now, like I did it, like regardless of what anyone says or whatever, because there's been a lot of stuff in the media about this whole, like, the, you know, everybody having Caitlin Clark up here, but kind of writing off Angel Reese. And there's been some, 
like I say, racial things there that people brought up or whatever. But I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't feel like it was that big of a deal. Uh, but I mean, it's not something I would have done, like I say. But I mean, I don't know. I I really don't know. I I don't really feel. I can't really say too much because I don't really feel one way or another about it. I, she won. <laughs> so. Yeah. Hey, get yours, man. By all means. And, and that's and that's sports. You know, people portray sports differently. And you know, it just, and it's just the way it just blew up was kind of tripped out because we see all kinds of stuff happen. And you know, in the NBA, and people get hit. Obviously, intentional uh, hits. The way people just nail each other. And I'm thinking of Metal World Peace and the way he elbowed James Harden on that one play. You know, people get you know people develop reputations, but you know, it wasn't as Something like that, right? Where something's done intentionally and or malicious. Something that's you know, and this wasn't just him, it was other things like that. Doesn't get talked didn't get talked about. At least I don't remember just, you know, the way this blew up. I was like, dang, man, it's crazy, you know. And I saw it, I was like, eh, you know, it's I mean, to each their own, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's blown up more so because like it's women. Uh there's also like this this uh kind of narrative too where it's like a black girl and a white girl and there's a, there's also a narrative of like oh look at these youngins nowadays they have no respect uh so there's just a bunch of ways that this is just being talked about from so many different angles mm. uh you know the people saying it's not racist the people saying it is racist other people saying it's well it's the young people <laughs> well actually no it's not the young people people are people do all kinds of stuff like and then some people bickering like, oh, well, you want us to be competitive, but then we do this and you're pissed off. And then other people like, no, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I just think it's blown up completely bigger than what it is. You know, yeah. it was a bit, it was a heat of the moment thing. There was a little bit of taunting or whatever. And I mean, what can you do when someone taunts you after they just whooped your butt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just got to take it, right? That'd especially, be especially when she's done it herself too. I know I wasn't as direct and maybe as like uh malicious is not the right word but as you know targeted as what we saw in that game yesterday with uh, when she was doing the the gesture to her yeah. but uh, but i mean when you when you're a trash talker you got to be able to take it you know yeah. so and and uh to her credit she hasn't complained or she hasn't done anything yeah yeah or she hasn't like uh, caitlin clark is who i mean by she hasn't really said like oh she went too far or criticized her at all so she's kind of taking it like a champ it's other people that have kind of like said oh this wasn't right or whatever yeah but yeah I, I, I watched that and i also uh wrestlemania was also this weekend so i watched that uh, we also have the um... NBA. NBA starting to wind uh, down already, and some important, important games for the Lakers. They've been on a tear recently, and since the trade, since the trade deadline, they're they're super positive from the since the trade deadline. So I've been I, I've been trying to catch the games, but I, I've been tired. And I just kind of want to do that. But I've been I've been just on my phone, kind of looking, see what I see. And man, Austin Reeves, like I've I've liked him for a long time already for since we've had him people always come he, he he's like a more offensive oriented alex caruso alex caruso being more the defensive guy and you know on all these things but austin reeves when anthony davis and lebron james were out man you want to talk about efficiency and he was just doing what he can d'angelo russ everybody's showing up and i've just been really excited for the end of this nba season because we're, we're right now we're the seventh seed mm-hmm. and we have uh, Golden State and the Clippers are six and five, I believe six and five. Mm-hmm. And we play the Clippers on Wednesday. We have an important game. I don't want to get you know 
jump jump the gun a little bit, but we do have a game against the Jazz, so we, we should win. If we don't win, that kind of puts a damper in, in what's going to come on, but the Lakers and Clippers looking like whoever wins might just get out of that playing tournament, man, so I'm over here like, oh, man, it's been crazy. It's been good, so the NBA has been very exciting. I know a lot of the the, MP, the MVP race, I've been keeping a close eye on that. It's it's neck to neck at this point. I was I was pretty adamant, you know, Joe Kitch, but, and, and Joe Kitch right now just he when he plays it's phenomenal but now he's getting that injury bug and Embiid's coming in and it's just it's it's super close right you can go either way and uh, it's, it's awesome man so uh nba fans out there it's coming to a close this week i believe right that's the end of the weekend on sunday or something like that yeah we have about three teams have about three three, three or four, four more games yeah total and just like you said, your team is kind of on the up. Mine is, my team is oh, falling dude. apart. Completely. Oh, dude. I know. It's crazy. Oh, man. And, and God, I, 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 I'm not going to blame Kyrie Irving, but. No, like, it, it's not his fault it's at just, all. It, like, it, it's a collective thing, right? And Kyrie Irving's been, he's been producing. He's been playing. Luca luca has been on this. He's, he's the one who's been on this weird Psych, I, I don't even like a psyche thing. Something, something's going on with in, in his head, and I think he just needs to overcome it and kind of play basketball. And he needs to play ball, and that's just something that I think is. And he's young, and people forget that he's twenty three years old, and you know, like people think. But yeah, it, man, it's really the combination of a lot of things. It's you know these guys playing so similar, so like they can't both do play do exactly what they want all the time. Since they're both ball handlers, distributors, you know, they they can make it work. It's just an uncomfortable thing where, you know, you would think by now they would be a little bit more in tuned uh, playing together. And, I mean, they play well. Our team just can't play defense. Mm-hmm. Offensively, like, we, have, we usually have two or three good players, like, pop off every game. But, I mean, you know, it's us not having a true big guy. You know, I still – I've always had this thing about – the the style of coaching that Jason Kidd has, and I was very iffy about him coming in, and I don't know, man. That he there's just some weird stuff that goes through that guy's head. I I, I feel like I feel like I, I just you can't predict the guy. He's just so like out there. It's it's weird, you know. Whether it's lineups or comments that he has after games, sometimes like it's weird. And then plus Kyrie coming in, you know, Kyrie actually has probably been the one of the le- like things that I worry about the least because I was worried about what kind of problems are we gonna have? Is he gonna be, you know, cause problems in the locker room with Mark Cuban being that Mark is so kind of outspoken? But no, he's been doing really well with the team. Uh, Luca, like you say, it's one thing with Luca is I even though he's obviously the best player on the court just about all the time that he plays as he's out there. There's a there's like a leadership thing that's kind of lacking still with him mm-hmm. he he can be the best player out there i remember when luca was coming in early i remember saying like being real excited and saying hopefully like he continues to grow i don't know who i don't remember exactly who i told this to but i said that this guy has like an incredible ceiling and hopefully he can learn and like his floor is like, is he going to be James Harden? Or his ceiling is like, is he going to go towards LeBron James? Mm-hmm. And it feels like he's kind of like stuck in that Harden mode where like, you know, Harden 
at at the top at the top of his career was like a phenomenal player and he could do it all unstoppable but he was he never had like that strength of mind to evolve and become a leader a real leader and it feels like that's where Luca kind of is fighting with right now like he he gets in his head and he kind of seems to give up sometimes and he doesn't put out e- like the effort that we think like he can and i mean he still produces right but when you're such a good player like there is another level that people expect of you yeah i think that's that's that like what you're talking about and what for, i'm referring to that yeah he needs for better to take or for worse exactly. yeah he needs to take that step exactly uh, so it, it's a lot of things compounded all together with this season you know losing brunson which was even though brunson wasn't the player luca is that guy was a floor general that guy was a leader so we're we're kind of feeling that uh, you know, and losing some of the guys that we did in the Kyrie Irving trade, even though, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I love having him there. But, uh, you know, those guys were big parts of the team and some of the leaders that we had around, mm. uh, especially Dorian Finney-Smith. But, yeah, I mean, the NBA season is it's, it's going to get exciting. The playoffs is going to be cool. We had uh, we had some good games. Uh, well, there was a good game the other day. Which one was it? Was it the, the- NBA? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. No, actually, it wasn't the NBA game. It was one of the final. Yeah, uh, it was uh, San Diego. 2016. Yeah, that there was like a buzzer beater, right? Yeah, San Diego and Canada. Man, it was it was it was 75, 74. The other team's just not coming to me. So, uh, F F L Atlantic is what I see here. Florida. Florida, okay. Florida. Okay. Florida, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Uh, did you see the game? No, I didn't see it. That's all highlights. Great game, and I know. Uh, shout out to Brian Yeti again. He's he's that's the only reason I'm like, I'm able to even realize what the hell's going on because he's always like, "Oh, what a game!" and "What a game!" and he'll give you like play by play and stats by stats. <laughs> so I've been kind of keeping up through there and stuff. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, technical difficulties with uh, my internet kind of just dropping there. But uh, we were talking about the uh, basketball. You were saying that uh, shout out to Brown Yeti because you're able to watch. Yeah. Well, no. He, uh, Corelli was keeping tabs, and, like, every time something happened in our group chat, he'd be like, what a game, or damn, everybody see that? So it's, uh, every time he mentioned something like that, I would just go back and start looking, keeping track of the brackets and all that stuff, you know, see who's playing. And when he mentioned that last one, that was that buzzer, what a buzzer beater, I mean, what a game, and, you know, so he was really into it, and kind of able to see at least the highlights and stuff like that. But, yeah, overall, man, uh, it's been a... What great March Madness! I know I'm I'm not much on NCAA, but I, I usually watch at least the last uh, eight teams and so you know stuff like that, Final Four, and then the the championship game. I'll try to anyways, and no first seeds, and I think the highest seed here is like a fourth or third round seed or something like that. So it's been excellent, and I'm sure upset city all across the board. And hey, man, if you're a fan of college basketball, I'm sure it's been an amazing run. Yeah, and uh, well, they they are gonna close it out tonight. It'll be San Diego State versus uh, UConn, the Huskies. Yeah, it is the battle of four and five, and that'll be happening tonight at uh, eight twenty. So I mean, we're about a little a little under two hours away from the game. So I will be checking that out. This is probably the year that I've watched the least amount of like the the March Madness or yeah March Madness. So I don't know. Just been just having to haven't kept up as much this year, but. Uh, let's let's get into the news. Uh, I I did uh, go into uh, me watching WrestleMania uh, this past weekend, so I will just uh, go into start off with TV and movies this time, just switch it up. 
uh, WrestleMania did take place Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday especially was like a very, very good event. Uh, yesterday was kind of mixed. There was uh, some good, some bad. Uh, a freak injury that just happened to that kind of was crazy. I don't know if you heard anything about that, Marcus. Yeah, I did. Uh, the Shane McMahon? Yeah. The, I think it tore a quad, right? Very uh, reminiscent I, of a... I, 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 think he, I think he busted his knee, I think is what it was. Oh, busted his knee? Something For some reason, knee. either way, very reminiscent of uh, Vince McMahon when you can't remember that. I'm sure you remember, obviously, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. So, he, yeah. At the Royal Rumble when he went into the ring and tore both his quads. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <crazy. laughs> Man, nuts. I'm not a big wrestling guy, but obviously every time something comes up, I know these guys are always talking about it and... I, it just popped up my face. Like, dang, Shane McMahon got injured. Now, I, and I never know whether it's it's scripted or not, but you can tell this one was not scripted. So I was like, oh, dang, he really did get injured. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of tell with the, some of the mannerisms. And there's like some signs and stuff that they, I mean, just being a wrestling fan, like I kind of know based on the way the, you always know based on what the referee is doing. Yeah. So uh, you look at the referee and they kind of like go over and they'll check on somebody, whether it's a talent, whether it's a manager, somebody like Shane that kind of does a little bit of both. Uh, and they'll usually put up like a, you can usually see them crossing their arms and they're sending messages like to the people in the back, like, hey, this guy's hurt. Or you, and you could just tell because everything was kind of uncomfortable and they kind of called like a little audible there. And uh, all credit to Snoop Dogg for kind of like coming out of left field and just, uh, you know, thinking on the fly, and he probably got some some little tips from from the ref. I think it's what somebody said. Like somebody said in the ref's ear, like, "Hey, we need to do something different." Like pull an audible, and Snoop came in and uh, <laughs> attack attack the maze, and like just put him down for for a one two three, and like kind of just saved the segment there because it was kind of just like uh uh. So I mean, it was it was a hell of a weekend. It was a great show, and then uh, it kind of continues into tonight. We're gonna have Monday Night Raw at seven. Uh, and that's kind of like the biggest raw of the year because WrestleMania is kind of like the season finale of like the wrestling year. And mm -hmm. then tonight is like the, the new premiere, you know? So it's always really exciting. We usually get a lot of returns, maybe some face or heel turns and stuff like that. So let's see what happens. Uh, but other than that, let's see other TV and movie stuff for this week. We are getting a John Wick prequel series. The Continentals eyeing a potential fall premiere on Peacock. I know John Wick is big in the news right now because we just got this latest movie. Uh, seems like everybody loves it. And it's just really a beloved series. So, of course, why aren't they going to go into this? Uh, it seems like, uh, from what I've read, it's going to be more around Winston, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And his younger days and kind of becoming the guy that he is in the series. Uh, we also got some news. Uh, Clayface is going to be, in some form or fashion, in the new Batman movie, Batman Part 2. Uh, we're supposed to have a lot of trailers this week dropping. I know some of the things that we're anticipating are a Blue Beetle trailer, which actually dropped, I think, today. So that's out. I did get to check that out. That looked pretty cool. Uh, we're supposed to be getting a trailer for Across the Spider-Verse, Secret Invasion, a Barbie trailer. And I believe we do have the Star Wars Celebration live sometime this week. So we've, we've talked about the possibility of two movies being shown off there. So uh, we'll be looking out for those things this coming week. Uh, we have a we have news of also a live action Street Fighter film is at the works that. Uh, at Legendary, which I mean guilty pleasure for me was the old Street Fighter movie. I, I actually always loved that movie. You know, it is what it is, right? But 
Yeah, well, uh, what's his, uh, Raul, I always enjoyed it as um of um Bison and Bison Raul um oh, what's his last name? Played he played the Gomez, the Gomez family. Yeah. yeah, it was Raul something. Was it Vega? Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I know. I I, I kind of think about it, right? And as a John, wasn't Jean Claude Van Damme? Uh, yeah, uh, Guile. Guile. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess since you know all these video game adaptations kind of surging, and if done correctly, obviously there should be some success. You know, and I'm Raul Julia. Ra- Raul Julia. Yeah. Um, and with Mario coming out tomorrow, and we had Last of Us that just premiered on HBO, stuff like that, Mario coming out tomorrow, it's going to be insane, right? A, a perfect time to kind of see what's up. I know more, even Mortal Kombat had, had some success, despite the Guilty Pleasure Night movie that we, you know, also love very much. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, hey, dude, yeah. You tell me, you know, what, what did uh, that video, Mother, you're alive. Yes. And you will die. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, Sindel. And what was the other one? Lou, the super bad acting, and Liu Kang right there in the beginning, and uh, your soul shall be mine. And obviously, you have the super cool music and stuff. And well, then you have the Mortal Kombat that just recently dropped, and that one, that one did very, very well. So a lot of these video game adaptations are doing amazing. So Street Fighter, hey, if done right, <laughs> Street Fighter has a big fan base. And if it's good, people will watch it. I'll watch it. We, we know the characters. I don't know a lot of the new ones, but I'm sure they would see what's Dude, up just, with a lot of these old ones. Just give me an amazing Guile and a Mommy Chum Lee and, you know, <laughs> I'm done, bro. Like, I'm in. You know? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a lot of people, you know, like, you just want your, to yeah, see your give character the, up there on the big screen. Give the people what they want. Yeah. So, uh, that, I think that's pretty exciting. We also did get some news of a, a live-action Moana remake is in the works at Disney. Which I think is really interesting being, I don't think we've ever had such a quick turnover of like a movie coming out and then them going live action. And the reason I think it's so interesting is because we are going to be getting, it looks like, uh, The Rock and, uh, how do I say her name? I think her name is Ali, Ali'i, Ali'i, uh, Cravalo will be returning as Moana and Maui. So, we I don't think we've ever had that, right? No, I mean, I, I, how could you, right? I mean, Aladdin, Robin Williams had, you know, passed away. He had Will Smith and, you know, he, uh, what is it? A, a lot of the older films that they've adapted didn't lend themselves to be able to be what, like, I guess, like a one-on-one remake, you know what I mean? Where Mo- Moana, because of its what is popularity because of its recency, right? It's still pretty recent. What, 2017, 2018? It's, it's right there. And these characters, and obviously I was like, oh man, of course, you, Maui, right? Yeah, Maui, you're going to play the rock. That's the only person that makes sense. You know what I mean? In every, every aspect. And, and Lin-Manuel Miranda did have a song in this movie also. I would not be surprised for a remake if obviously he came back and did a little bit more music considering that this guy... You know, for us, music score is just not missing. So it's just a little, again, a little other theory when I saw this piece of work here. Yeah, and you know what else? Like, the the those two main actors also embody their characters in the movie so perfectly, too. Like, <clears throat> it's, it's almost like these two characters are modeled off of, uh, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Auli Cravallo. Awili Carvalho, like it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just, I don't know if we'll ever, if we'll ever get like something this perfect uh, uh-huh. ever again. 
So this is going to be interesting. It's a really good movie. Like you said, amazing music. So it's going to be fun. The Rock, you know, it's, it's perfect for this role. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually really excited for this. The soundtrack in general is amazing. So, <laughs> uh, Last thing I have here for TV and movies is New Game of Thrones prequel about Aegon Targaryen's conquest of Westeros is actively being discussed. Uh, might even be in pre-production from some of the rumors I'm I'm seeing. I mean, it was just a matter of time, right? We all, we've always said, I mean, since House of the Dragon came out, it, we always felt like, oh, there's going to keep going back, back, back. And I think everybody wanted Aegon... Aegon's story to be told to go all the way back to old Valeria, like, right? Isn't that what people were? Yeah, I I think even 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 more so than the Dance of Dragons story, people have wanted Aegon's conquest and uh, Robert's rebellion to be a little bit more out there. I think Aegon's conquest is probably the most wanted and demanded like thing out there from the the universe of game of thrones so you know That's like great. you say it was kind of just a matter of time till we got this it'll be interesting to see like who they look at for this role because it's going to be a big one i know a name that always gets thrown out is uh, henry cavill for being Aegon the conqueror so that would be pretty crazy especially him like not being with the witcher uh universe anymore yeah you know his schedule is probably a little bit more free so that would be like a dream casting i know a lot of people have have uh, mentioned him so and he, yeah. he likes a, he likes source material right he 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 tends to be pretty faithful to things with the source material right at least it's, uh yeah he's a fan some of the comments he's a fan yeah it's some of the comments that he's mentioned um i wonder if he'll ever get like you know they just keep putting out game of thrones but that one stain game of that one stain of game of thrones just you know what i mean like just there and you think they'll ever address like the last season ever again or this just yeah like yeah it's because House of the Dragon was amazing. Aegon's probably going to be amazing. Robert's Rebellion will probably be amazing, especially with, since they're upping the production so damn much. Especially, uh, I don't know if you, when House of the Dragon was on, you saw something like, oh, look at the production in season one and look at Robert's throne. It was like a little rinky-dinky thing outside. You know, no grandeur whatsoever. And then you have House of the Dragon. And, oh, this king is, you know, riding high on these things. So I'm kind of curious if they're ever like, you know, just kind of go and rub that stain and fix it. I, I I don't think you can fix that, the ending of that season or the ending of the series because the problem with that ending, I didn't think it was that bad an ending, but I think the problem was how they got there and how it was rushed and there wasn't storytelling. They didn't really go into the story of Bran. Bran had so much potential to be something bigger than just Bran with him being like the... Or was it the the three eyed raven or yeah. whatever it was? But he he never did anything with it, and then all of a sudden he's just like the wise man, and like with us seeing dragons and white walkers and stuff like that. So this guy legitimately is just a wise man. Mm. Like there there needed to be more there for him to for it to feel like uh, satisfying for 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 that for the ending to be what it was. Yeah, uh, and with some other characters too, there needed to be a little bit more with what it was left with. So I think it being more of a rush rather than I, I just can't see them going back to like change stuff. But I could see them doing a a follow up with what else is going on out there in the world. Yeah, well, so uh, they, they they still have the, the um, 
the John Snow series, the, right? The rumored Snow series, yeah. The rumored Snow series, which I think would be more about you know John <clears throat> and what's going on outside the wall. Uh, I would. I've always said that I think Arya might be a part of that series, possibly, mm-hmm. maybe even Sansa, so that they can kind of. I know one of the things with uh, Game of Thrones is that they said that uh, keeping that cast together, since they're all they've all blown up since being in Game of Thrones, uh, it, it's it's tough financial wise and schedule wise. So, um, I think they can kind of break up the universes, um, not the universes, the areas, and like where John is and what he does. And like some of the characters that he interacts with there, him, Tormund, uh, possibly Arya with her venturing around across the world and kind of traveling the world. Uh, some little interactions with maybe Sansa. Mm-hmm. And uh, they could go back and kind of show a little bit more of what uh, Bran the Broken and what kind of king he is and kind of some interesting stuff there because in that in that circle, we still do are, are still going to have Sam. We, are, we do have uh, Tyrion Lannisters, now the Hand. Uh, Braun is a uh, part of the part of the Mas- small council. Yeah. Master of Coin. Master of Coin. So I mean, it could still be funny. I could, it could still be good. Uh, so I think if they're gonna go back, it would have to be a sequel. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that's even in the cards with them. Kind of, you know, we're 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 coming up on House of the Dragon again. Like it's it's gonna be shot. Per, it's it's supposed to be shooting soon. Mm. Uh, then we're talking about Aegon's conquest. People are still dreaming about Robert's Rebellion. There's the rumors about John, the Snow Show. So, I mean, we still got a lot of Game of Thrones to come. Yeah, and that's because the books aren't even finished. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for it all. I oh, love of course. that series. I love that show. I just even, hope uh, I'm alive for it. I just hope I'm alive to see everything. Yeah, you and me <laughs> both. <laughs> uh, anime. We did get some anime stuff this week, this past week. Uh, I know the Spy Family stuff was particularly exciting. We got the Spy Family Code Code White movie scheduled for December in Japan. We also got the announcement for season two scheduled for this October. Uh, what do you know about the, the White movie, Marcus, if anything? The White movie? I have Code, Code actually White. no idea. Uh, I have no idea if it's going to be a continuation of the story because, again, that's one. <laughs> I did start reading Spy Family and then I stopped just because I was like, no, I'm just watching anime. And I don't so I don't know if this is part of the canon. I, I, I haven't looked at anything. I haven't looked it up at all. Or I don't know if this is an original film. So we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Obviously, get more information. Yeah, yeah. So we also have uh, the Rascal Does Not Dream of a Sister Venturing Out movie scheduled for June twenty third in Japan. I was really excited to see this uh, this trailer because it is around the central character that we know from the first. Uh, series that I actually watched, and it's uh, his little sister grown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this I, one. I don't continue. remember their names. Um, some of the K. Some of the K. So I have a card somewhere. The wise right. card. What is it? Some of the K. Can I? Can I? Can I? It's close, but yeah. What do you know? What do you know about uh, this series, or or do you know anything about this movie? Yeah, no, that that one will follow. If I'm not mistaken, it will follow the volumes. So we are getting the movie. We're getting the series. So everything that you'll be seeing here going forward will be a continuation of where we should be. Where we a continuation of the last movie, which was the Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. Is that that one? I'm pretty sure it's that one. 
so yeah, so this will be a continuation, and then the series that follows will also be a continuation. So if you're a fan, just keep going, keep going. Okay. So I'm 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 pretty pumped for this. It looks like our main character was it Kanae. Is- I see Koga, Tomo Koga. I see Mai, which everybody knows Mai. Uh, uh, Sakuta Azugawa. Isn't it this one? Isn't it uh, Tomo Koga? Mm. Or is that... Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Tomo Koga is the, the girl that he dates. The other girl. I actually this thought one. it was... It was kind of... Sakuta. Kaidi. The little sister, right? Yeah. It's uh, Kaidi. Yeah, K- yeah. It's like Katie, but it's Kaidi. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it was. I was like, is it Kanae? You know, something. I knew it was. I knew it was okay. I knew her name. I have a card somewhere, because uh, I do collect Swai, uh, and some other stuff like that. So yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, I really did like the the first series. It was a really nice change of pace from all the puberty syndrome. Watch, so. Yeah, interesting. It was interesting. It was different. <laughs> yeah. Which I actually just finished watching. Uh, Co- uh, Comey. Comey can't communicate today, so that was actually really, really out there too and different. And man, there was a character that I just fell in love with. He was amazing. <laughs> he was he he was not introduced to like very late in the series, but man, like he was he's he's the he's the man. Uh. I don't. I don't think you said you finished it all. So I need. Uh, I'll probably need you to. Uh, I'll, I'll need to hold off so that you can watch it. Some. Yeah. Sometime. No. And again, and that was uh, that was actually one of the ones I was watching. Remember, I told you that I just forsaken everything and just started watching One Piece, which I'm on three fifty, three sixty. Like, yeah, that was one of the ones where I just said, "Hey, I, I unfortunately not." And that goes for your boy Kong Ming. That goes for Komi. That goes for Gundam. It was like it was like five or six that I just stopped. Just because I, I was just gonna continue on with um, um, One Piece, so yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it yeah, takes over. Uh, we also did get uh, Vinland Saga season two, part two, scheduled for April third, which is today. Uh, today, yeah. Then we also got uh, an announcement. This one, this one caught my eye because of how many people were engaging with the tweet. Windbreaker yes. anime adaptation officially announced. Yes. I, I don't know too much about it, but based on all the excitement, the retweets, the likes, and everything, I mean, it's got to be a big deal. Yeah, it's actually a, a... It's not Tokyo Revengers. I don't give a damn what anybody says. I'm actually familiar with it. I started it, believe it or not. And I started it a while back because I got confused. Um, people were talking about Windbreaker. And there's two of them, actually. There's the Manwa, Windbreaker, which features... Which is also supposed to be very good, which, fe- which features the main character and Cycling. Riding a bike and cycling and, and being involved a, a a cyclist, and then we had Windbreaker, which was this one. Well, I was gonna read both of them. I had them both saved. I was like, oh, let me just start reading one. So I just kind of got to the beginning. I'm not gonna say much, but people call it Tokyo Avengers because you are kind of in that type of setting with the gangs and the delinquents and stuff like that. So people wanna if they see delinquent in a gang, they automatic, automatically want to point. No, no, no. This guy, think of him as. He wants to be the strongest. He wants to be the best. He wants to kick everybody's ass. And he's going to do whatever it takes. All the good that he's going to be doing or do is probably going to be an accident-ish type thing. At least that's what it seemed like to me. But yeah, he just wants to 
beat up people and rise to the top. Like that's 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 what it is. So again, not to be confused with Windbreaker the Manwa. Uh, yeah, this one was actually one of the ones I was clamoring, very under the radar, but was clamoring for an anime adaptation. So when it finally got one, even I was like, oh damn, uh, people were actually going crazy because even the Manwas, I mean the manga is actually one of the one of the top ones that people have been talking about for a while and the manga i think started in 2019 something like that it's relatively new it's like a 90 chapters again so i'm like it's, it's it's 90 chapters so we'll probably be seeing a season one maybe a season two before we see season three for some time especially if it kicks off but it is by cloverworks who does my dress up darling who we are getting season two also does spy family so uh you best believe we're going to be getting all kinds of stuff because usually cloverworks likes to deal with these long running ones the promise neverland uh season two which we don't talk about right but they did do the first one you know they did do a little bit of fairy tale uh horimiya they also announced the lucid samurai that we're going to be behind that which is the full Fum- metal alchemist one the creator of full metal alchemist so yeah a lot of things under the belt so we'll be probably seeing continuation of this anime once it kicks off but this is going to be one of the ones that's going to be talked about people are going to be waiting for this one this is up there with Mashal, Spy Family, um, Undead Unluck. This is one of those. It's up there with, with, with that, with those group of anime. So be ready for that one. And Jigo Karaku with Hell's Paradise did drop already. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's going to be very, very good. Um, I'm waiting for that to get a little longer because I did get through most of the manga, strangely enough. And I just, I think I, was, I only like 20 or 25 more chapters. And I just never went back. So I don't know if I should go back since the anime started. But if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Okay, some some news that I just came across. Uh, jumping back, it was I, it seems like this was published like maybe thirty minutes ago. Warner Brothers near deal for a new Harry Potter television series, in which there would be seven seasons, each one covering a book. Seven seasons, each one. So they're going to be more more in depth with their books, huh? I I mean I guess I know that it, would it, it seems like it seems like Twitter is not very excited about the prospect of this happening but I mean you hear from book readers all the time like oh like I wish they would have explained this more oh it's not the same like it is in the book they didn't follow these details and this kind of lends it I I kind of feel like man this lends itself to like those things that everybody always says like are missing the, honestly as a book reader, I 90% agree. And I love the Harry Potter films, but I 90% agree. Part four was rushed, and people love part four. I look at part four like, what? I was like, they're just going from, from part to part to part. It's not explaining anything. Where book four and five were the longest books in the series, and they skipped so much in both of them that, you know, it's, it's, it's intense. Same thing with book seven, where a lot of stuff in seven you don't really get, and you don't get the Carol's point of you know, because the Carol's are introduced in seven, that uh, you don't get a lot of the the uh, what's his name, Fenrir, who also comes out and has like a little minor antagonist vibe kind of going on. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that it would cover. My only thing is, is that they do follow, and this is just me personally, they do follow that formula where it's because part books one, two were not lighthearted but you know how the movies kind of did that you know the further we went the darker the story got mm-hmm. i do would like them to keep that formula formula because i don't want to see something where this is going to be like it like what um i guess rings of power i don't want it to be like like rings of power in terms of just 
you know, going to be doing things just for the sake of doing things. I don't want this to be, uh, I, it is going to be for children, but I don't want it to be so endeared to, I guess, the young children. You know what I mean? <laughs> the majority of your audiences are obviously people our age, but you do still want to grab new fans of the Harry Potter universe. And also, of course, when it comes to Harry Potter, it's, it's going to blow up, but there is, there is a handful of people who, Hey, you know, just will stay away because of JK Rowling and some of the stuff that she said. And, you know, people are going to, you know, go through that, but Hey, that's, that's great news, man. I think that's good news. I, me personally, and I don't know yeah, what I, I said, I, I more, more of the universe. More of the universe, of any universe that we love, bring it on. Expand it, yeah. And of course, this is something that we've already seen, but if you're going to learn more about characters, more about situations, more about the story, you know, why not? I'm, I'm always down for that. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so back to anime. Last thing I had here was a Scott Pilgrim anime series uh, voiced by the cast of the 2010 film uh, coming to Netflix. I don't know anything about Scott Pilgrim, but I know it was a you big deal. No, I, I've never seen it, but I know really? it was a big deal like a while back. And now just hearing like, oh, this thing's coming back around and now uh, an anime and with the same cast, it seems like. Yeah, I, it, it was it was a very popular film. I did see it in film in theaters. I remember mostly quite a bit of the things. I remember some of the humor in it. The problem when I saw it in our film, in our theater, was that they completely skipped the second act of the film, went straight to the third act, and then when they realized that the movie was cut for wrongly for some reason, they went back and showed the second act, but people had already walked out. So it was kind of, you know, just an afterthought for the most part. Um, but yeah, you know, he's he wants to be with Ramona Flowers, and so he has to go through these he has to take that take out her ex-boyfriends and stuff like that and her ex-boyfriends like one of them has vegan powers oh, i forgot was it was it chris evans i know chris evans was one of them but one of them has like vegan powers and the, and you know the he's super vegan to the point where he's just like incredibly strong because his body's like this pristine immaculate thing because of the what he puts into his body just you know just to kind of give you an example of, of the absurdity but as an anime because of the absurdity, it's gonna honestly probably knock it out of the park. So, okay, so that I mean, perfect. I know it was super popular back then. Again, I'm not familiar with it, but I was kind of excited that this was uh, this was coming out. Yeah, some of the names, man Chris Elvin, uh, Chris Evans, uh, which, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Brie Larson, Anna Kendrick, for sure. Ma- when Michael I saw Sarah. that, I said, Man, quite the cast. Yeah, dude, and that's like, and, and Kieran Culkin and in, in Succession, he's 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 blown up. So I'm hoping he he gets more of more of than what he had in uh in in the movie, and then uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead. So you do have a lot of these guys who are just you know top notch. Yeah, so I mean, it's looking like it could be a big deal again. Uh, do you have anything else for anime you want to throw out there before I go to gaming? Yeah, yeah. Well, just a little bit. As far as anime, uh, our spring season is officially kicking off here on April first. We did have a couple of things that already dropped: Eden Zero, Hell's Paradise, like I mentioned earlier. Golden Kamui season four is already restarting. Um, if you haven't checked out any of those things, gear, you know, check them out. They're already out. We still have a couple to look forward to: The Ancient Magus Bride season two, uh, Doctor Stone. New World, Masho. I know, I know, we've been talking about Masho quite a bit, so that's something that's going to be on the radar. It's crazy, dude. I always, uh, it feels like it, like it's finally here, right? Like it's finally yeah. about to come out. I, I keep talking about it for a while. Masho's the Harry. We call it the the, the Harry Potter one, so you might see instances of Harry Potter and stuff like that. So that's going to be exciting. 
Demon Slayer is going to be dropping already on the 9th, so get ready for that. It's strangely enough going to be, I don't want to say a light season, but you're probably going to get through, If you're, you're probably going to get through a lot of these things quickly. You're, you're either going to like it or you're not. You're either going to finish it. And honestly, in terms of some of the big, big anime, there's very few compared to previous ones. But the best part is, is that there's a lot of small ones that might catch your interest. So give things a chance watch them if you don't like them that's fine you you know i'm sure people have a backlog of anime that they want to watch so this might be the time to do it uh you know and just gear up ready for the summer season which will be coming along obviously july so get ready for that okay uh you know last couple of things for with the the gaming side of uh you know the stuff from this week uh, the big one, which I mean, it's kind of crazy that it's been a year since we've been doing this podcast and we started it with E3 being canceled and we're going to ring in our new kind of season here with E3 being canceled again. Uh, you know, this time it kind of seems like it's more of a like a punch in the gut where, you know, E3 might be in trouble like here for the foreseeable future, you know, everybody kind of going that direction of doing their own thing and kind of like even the indie stuff is kind of starting to not indie, but some of the smaller companies uh, pulling out, deciding maybe they're going to do go elsewhere or do their own thing as well. Uh, E3 being a big, not just like online thing, but also being like an in-person thing also leads to, I'm sure there being a bigger, a way bigger cost than just running like a purely digital show, which we did have what, like two years ago, mm-hmm. yes. we did have a digital show like two years ago, but <laughs> I- I've always kind of wondered why they haven't gone that direction already being, you know, that everybody likes to watch their streams and watch it along with their, sh- their favorite streamers or, or YouTubers, influencers, that kind of stuff. And uh, but, I don't know. It, it seems like we're kind of like at a at an impasse with E three. Like, is this is this it? I think I think we're past that. Um, what 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 strikes me a little bit weird with E three is that they were never like a San Diego Comic Con type thing for video video games. They could have been, but every everybody that kind of went to these things was just either a member or some way affiliated with the companies that obviously run this thing. You know you. At least in my mind, you, you, the attendance was never very, very much, you know, just to even begin with. So like you had mentioned, it's funny that they didn't do the whole E3 thing. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the whole digital thing and kind of roll with that, you know, just become, yeah. just kind of be something. But otherwise, again, how do you make money, right? How do these people make money? So you, you're going to pay people to, to broadcast their stuff. Who's paying who? And then... I'm sure you're probably going to lead up with this in a bit. And then you have E3's been canceled, but then you have Summer Game Fest that kind of pops up. And Summer Game Fest goes and just starts highlighting all these things. And all these little indie gamers are going to go to them. They're going to show off their stuff. And they call it the Summer Summer Game Fest, which lasts, you know, a good a good amount of time. It's not just E3 that was just a kind of a, a one-stop shop. That used to be a one-stop shop for all these things. Now everybody went their own ways, and so E3, I think, somewhere along the line, and we mentioned it before, lost their identity completely. Just they had no idea who they wanted to uh, be there for. They had no idea what they were doing, and it sucks because I don't know if you read that letter that kind of got sent out to a lot of that staff and stuff, where it it seemed like they were out of touch, and it seemed like they just were in shambles. They had no idea what they were doing. They they had nothing nothing planned, and the organizers were just not you know there and unfortunately you know things happen and obviously we can just tack tack it as one of those things that just did not survive the pandemic you know what i mean 
Yeah, and I mean, I feel like there's still a couple ways that they could go, honestly. You know, <clears throat> if they wanted to do the all-digital thing, maybe just create, try to work out something with Xbox, Sony, maybe not where they come back under your umbrella, but kind of have like an E3 week where like, okay, Monday is going to be Sony day, uh, Wednesday will be Microsoft day, Friday will be Nintendo day, and they can run their own shows, but kind of like... Have the E3 people maybe brought, not doing the broadcast, but you know how you always have that team that's like kind of uh, talking along with you and kind of breaking down the trailers yeah. and doing all that stuff and and kind of transition over into that, like an extra kind of thing rather than like we are E3 and they're under our umbrella. Whereas if you wanted to continue to do stuff in person, you know what, you know what draws a lot of people? Uh, streamers, influencers, YouTubers, so like if you're gonna have a, you know, if you're gonna have Pokimane introducing the new person from, from introducing the new uh, agent from Valorant or whatever, like people will go to see Valorant stuff, but people will go out there to see Pokimane. Yeah. If you have uh, Shroud out there with the next FPS shooter, if you have Ninja out there, if you have some of the other big content creators out there, XQC, Kai Sinat, you know, people will go out there to see those people because the, that, that's that's kind of the thing now, like with with online and gaming and, you know, that that whole like spear, like you, you got to evolve. You said it right when like they haven't really evolved and they're out of touch. And I don't know, I, I kind of I'm holding on to like the dream that E3 doesn't die because it's it's always been like this real exciting thing in the summer where like, dude, E3, E3, like. And I know it was there was always kind of like this little thing where like, oh, who has the best showing or who who has the best stuff or who are you most excited for? So I miss that, man. Like, yeah, uh, I've never been like one of the people that's like, oh, like uh, I only like this one. I only like this one, like real, like crazy loyal to like one where like I can't like the other stuff that I saw or want to yeah. play the other stuff. But the whole uh, show. Yeah, it's just an exciting thing for people that like to game and, you know. Just and the indies, the indies, I, I, and again, you know, Marcus games, right? And I get, I, I don't, I play, I play quite a bit of them, not all of them, right? But there are some, that, some of those trailers, man. When they highlight those trailers, when they talk about them, like that's what you want to see. With little, these little developers go and just become, just and blow up, you know, Team Cherry, and again, I'm still waiting, so song, so song, so song, um, into into existence, right? Where a team like Hollow Knight plays a ten dollar game, I play a ten dollar game, and Boom, Silk Song, probably one of the most anticipated games of the year, you know, because of the, what, because the, when they released Hollow Knight, the exposure they got just from different mediums and different things. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the same boat as Rico. I'm sad to see it go. I hope it doesn't, but I wouldn't be surprised if it stays dead, unfortunately. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, you did talk about uh, Summer Game Fest. It, it's crazy. It felt like the tweet was like on deck for like uh, them knowing that this was about to happen. But as soon as E3, like they broke the story, I think it was IGN that broke the story that E3 was being uh, officially like canceled. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. Is it Jeff? Jeff Keeley? Jeff, I guess. Geoff. <laughs> I've always butchered the name. People just call, I call him Keeley. <laughs> Jeff. But I know his face yeah. and his really yeah. and his real big smile. It kind of creeps me out. <laughs> it's, I know people that have that name because I know it is G E O F F. But I I know people like that that they go they have that name and they 
I think it is Jeff. I'm not sure. I, I know people that, that, that say it as Jeff, so I'm just going to say Jeff Keeley uh, right away tweeted, yeah, we're uh, Summer Game Fest still coming June 8th. So, And again, these guys will... The, good, the beat about this is that he, he runs everything... Indep- it seems like everything's independent of what's out there, but obviously when Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox have their shows, hey, Summer Game Fest, don't forget, we're going to tune into these guys, bang, and people tune into Summer, into Summer Game Fest you know, some people tune in, obviously, for, like, Rico had mentioned, the the commentary, right, that kind of goes with it, you know, because sometimes they'll have, like, a comment. They're, they're real good about it, right? They'll let the trailer play. They'll talk about it real quick in between, and then, or you watch it like us, and I will always go to the main to the main um, YouTube channel or the mainstream, you know, I'll, Microsoft stream, Nintendo stream, PlayStation stream, just to make sure I watch it through them. You know what I mean? So it's always fun. Yeah, so... That was kind of like the big news of the week. Um, those two things kind of like go hand in hand. Uh, we also did get some Zelda Tears of the Kingdom gameplay, uh, which it was like, what, was it like a 13? No, it was, it was a little minutes. more than that. It was like 13, 13 minutes, minutes of gameplay. We did cover that, and we did a, a little watch-along earlier this week. So if you want to know our thoughts there, you know, go back uh, into our little catalog and check that out. Um, Asus also this week announced a Steam Deck competitor which is going to be called the ROG Ally. Uh, the specs are not that, let's see, they're not too different. 7-inch display, uh, Steam Deck is 6x10, whereas the aspect ratio for the Ally is 16x9. Uh, it's going to be bright. It looks, no, it's going to be, oh, it's actually going to be full 1080p, 500 nits. So the screen is going to be a little bit better and a little bit brighter. And it's going to have a 120 hertz screen with a 5 millisecond. I'm guessing that's a response time. So that's not bad. Hey, man, competition is good. Hell yeah. And, and the fact... It kind of blew up, so... Yeah, so, uh, you know, let's see if these guys keep it going. What's real cool is that it's, you know, it lends itself to the any any library online, right, that has... Um, games on it. I'm just curious, bro. Like, it's called the Steam Deck, so they have access to Steam. What's the ROG Ally gonna? I, I would, I would assume, hey, Steam Deck. That's that's their, that's their thing. The Steam, right? What would this one have? Epic and all these other other, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. Like, what what kind of what kind of launcher are they gonna have? Or yeah, like I wouldn't put Steam. Be- I wouldn't put Steam on on the competitor. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's gonna be interesting to see how they're gonna how they're gonna do that or who's who's gonna buy into this. Yes, I'm sure we'll get more information down the line. We'll get we'll get more soon. Uh, honestly, even if you're even if they don't launch Steam launch Steam like locally, I bet people are gonna be able to sideload uh, stuff in that in that baby and be able to mm-hmm. run stuff there anyway. So honestly, they might they might as they might just put Steam on there. I mean, uh, a big important thing, too, is going to be what the price point for something like this is going to be. Is it going to be competitive or is it going to be a lot more expensive, being that the screen is significantly better? Yeah. So let's see. I mean, it looks it looks like a smaller device uh, based on the images that are online. Again, it's 1280 by 800p versus 1080 by 10. I mean... 1920 by 1080p so that is quite the upgrade in terms of resolution and then going from 60 hertz to 120 hertz like that's also like quite the you know that's a laptop yeah so uh, that's pretty crazy man so let's see what the price point is going to be like it's probably going to be like a probably closer to a k right at least 
Ah, I mean, how much was the Steam Deck? Wasn't 600? it like, wasn't it like four, a four hundred and a and a six hundred? So yeah, I, honestly, if it's a competitor, especially the way things are now, I wouldn't. I, I, don't, I maybe there might be a thousand dollar version, but I wouldn't expect, you know, especially if it's trying to be competitive, to be anywhere near a thousand. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't know. Let's see, because like high end handhelds are like eight hundred, seven hundred ish like i could see it being there it's just a, it being 1080 with 120 refresh i don't know i wonder i wonder like you say it's gonna be important like what the price point is what launchers are gonna run on it is gonna be a big deal too so i guess we just gotta wait and see for more news mm-hmm. uh let's see i didn't have too much else other than some overwatch stuff that came out this week uh overwatch 2 april's fools patch was kind of uh, popping off this week. I know a lot of people had a lot of fun with that. I don't know if you got to play it. Oh, yeah. I know at, I know at this point it's gone, but there was one uh, there was one clip in particular that blew up and went like just completely viral. I don't know if you saw it. It was uh, kind of the change that they did with Reinhardt. Yeah, um, the, one we, the one where Ryan um, pins Mercy yeah. in midair. Yeah, I just, I just sent it to you. Yeah, man, it was but, crazy. Did you get to play? Did you get to play it at all? Or? I didn't get to play it at all. I, I I did, and I was having fun with. And the first time I realized, like, oh, what is this? I hadn't even looked at the, I hadn't even looked at the patch notes because like, I had seen some people with the patch notes online and like oh, like Genji. Every time he says I need healing, he gains a little bit of health by himself. Or Winston, all he says is Winston. I didn't get to try Winston, but like you know, I went. We were playing King's Row, defending. I like to run King, uh, Wrecking Ball there in the first choke, and. For I was like tripping out because every time he hit a wall, he just kept getting faster and faster. I said, "What the hell is going on? I can't, wait. I can't control this, right?" And so I was like, "Okay, whatever." Lost the first point, so I switched, and then I go to um, um, uh, what did I go? I went to another another uh, tank. Who did I start using? Ramatra, and Ramatra just was just in 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 his. He wasn't uh, what Nemesis is it? Form. He was form Nemesis form. Yeah, yeah he, he was just Nemesis form, and I was like, and he just starts running. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so I'm just, I'm blasting right, Dan DeVito, right, just blasting, and it was just, I was tripping out until I realized, like, okay, something's going on here, right? And it was, it was funny. So I kind of when I went and started looking at the different, um, the different, uh, what you call it, patch notes, and Ash got disabled immediately because hers was stupid. <laughs> Uh, everybody, every time somebody was on fire, it just spread like wildfire. So people were just being like torn apart, like dying. It was basically like game breaking to the point where it was almost game breaking. Uh, Bastions had his his uh, every time he was in his uh, turret form, you would his um, what is it cooldown on his secondary was was two seconds. So he'd just be shooting bouncy balls all over the place. It's the difference is Roadhog, his hook was fifty percent longer. <laughs> Mercy became Battle Mercy, and and I tried Mercy, and I was I think I had like eighteen kills and like two deaths, and I had like what six thousand damage. <laughs> it was it was dumb. I was just shooting and you know just having fun with it and stuff like that. And I started so I started just trying the different characters and what they were like and stuff like that. I didn't get to try them all. But I tried it for a few days and stuff like that, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I was still trying to win. There was even one of them where uh, my entire team went support only. And so it was. It was Moira. I was Brigetti. I was Brigitta. Uh, we had Lucio. 
uh mercy and who was the last one was it kiriko or anna oh no zen it was zen and we ended up steamrolling uh the other team who had three tanks and a healer and dps and we just couldn't die it was the funniest thing man i just kept healing ourselves and stuff so it was, it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it yeah i mean i i didn't i missed out uh like i said i checked before uh, we got started to make sure it wasn't still going so I could run a few games, but it was already finished. But I think that other event is still going on, the Kill Confirm one. Oh, that one's a lot of fun. Pachamari one? Pachamari, that one's a lot of... I, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that one. More fun than I thought I was going to have. Yeah, so that's still going on. I still haven't... I still didn't get to try that out. I just haven't been really playing much. But uh, we do have seven more days left for this Overwatch season. And I'm actually really excited that we podcasted today because we actually got a look at the new hero coming up for season four uh named life weaver which is going to be our new uh support yeah for season four and uh you know we, we got a little bit of a look at what some of the uh what some of his abilities are going to be here I, but, I'm well, sure. hold on hold on what was your initial reaction to his to his design his design i was just like whoa this guy looks flamboyant af and he because when i saw the flower in his hand i was like dude yes like some kind of like plant healer and then when i started to read about him i was like amazed <laughs> his abilities and stuff i don't know what did what, what did you think i i saw him and i i used to play dynasty wars a lot and if you for those you know uh, shang he was one of the characters and he reminds me a lot of Shang He, just different color hair. But Shang He had like these Wolverine claw things, but he carried himself with butterflies and flowers. Like that was his thing. Butterflies, flowers, I'll be popping off on this dude, right? Shang He. So I saw him, I was like, oh my God, right? He has this flamboyant guy who honestly doesn't who looks like he don't give a damn. He was like, this guy, I, I loved his design. I love, I love the golden arm with the flower, the flower in the back. And like Rico had mentioned, when it came to his abilities coming up, right? I said, Oh my god. And I know Rico's a big stickler for what this guy looks like, what it looks like he specializes in. So now that there's a support guy, I I immediately thought of you when I, when I saw what he was doing. I was like, oh my God, like this guy is just, Rico's going to start doing stuff to his own teammates just so they can get into the position they're supposed to be in. So it was awesome. But I'll let Rico go ahead and talk about, you know, some of the things. But his character design, I thought it was amazing, dope. I don't think they haven't missed. And I would love to see what kind of skins we get for this guy. And it's super cool. What you call that uh, bang that he has there in his face? Yeah, like again, um, uh, just while I while I pull up these uh, these notes about his abilities, it seems like when I it was also it also reminded me of some other characters. Like obviously with like the whole support, him being a support and being like a plant based character, uh, it kind of reminded me of like Mimosa a little bit. Uh -huh. But also, what was what was the other one I was gonna go into? There was someone else uh, that it made me think of, and I'm, I'm going yeah. I'm going blank. Yeah, like with anime stuff. Uh, it wasn't somebody from One Punch Man, was it? No, was it here in One Punch Man? Plant, plant. Well, Garlic Junior from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> garlic it'll, 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 it'll come back to me let me uh let me pull up these uh these notes i usually always have them ready and today i just wasn't 
I mean, there was a lot. And there was a lot of people. I know a lot of the feedback was actually very, very positive. And, and you got to give one to the to the female uh, gamers out there, man. I know they were all there. Everybody, oh my god, he's so hot and all these things, and oh my god. And I know uh, some of the guys. I he always gets you know the real the macho guys and oh whatever. And they're just like, hey, get out of here, man. You got to give one to the girls, right? And hey, man, I think I thought his design overall was amazing, and it, it's it's awesome, dude. I honestly, I his flowers, the flower, it's it's good. You know, I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about it because I honestly thought it's just creative. And it kind of goes back to every time they release a new hero and then you kind of look at some of the abilities and the way they... And just throw our design, like, you kind of wonder if, you know, Tracer, not not that she needs one, right? But some of these abilities that were that were introduced initially, right? Obviously, I'm not sure if they were well thought out and or if they even had these type of things coming on, right? Later on down the road. But it's going to be interesting to see, right? Just... Because his abilities, the way it sounded like initially was like, oh my. Like, we thought Kiriko was, oh my. This one was like, oh damn. And yeah, for a different gonna... reason, though. For a different reason. Yeah, I'm just going to have to Google them at this point. Because I, w- I had a Twitter earlier where I was reading them. And I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll pull this well, up. It's not... okay. Here, it's, here it's, they it's are. Not... Okay. Here they are. His rumored abilities. Uh, a passive, which is called Parting Gift. Life Weaver will leave a healing item behind when he's eliminated which can be used by either team. Uh, pedal platform, which you create platforms that will drop when stepped on by heroes of both teams. Or no, not drop. R- rise, I think is what I oh, have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it, says, why it says drop here, but it's rise. Uh, life grip, which is you, you can create a shield for Tart to... Uh, like, Shields a targeted ally. and An ally and you pull them towards them. you. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's a rejuvenated dash, which is a burst of healing when you dash out of danger. And then the ultimate, which is Tree of Life. You place a tree anywhere on the map, uh, and you disrupt enemies while simultaneously healing teammates that are near it. I think I saw that it was going to be like an AOE kind of healing thing. Like a like a Maywall? That, that, that's kind of the a Maywall with healing abilities and disruption. <laughs> right? Is that, yeah. Is that... Yeah, something like that. It said it was going to have like a, like some kind of the disruption would be like that wall. Yeah. kind of thing that's just going to heal. So, yeah, a lot of the thing is uh, with this game, and you talked about Tracer and some of her abilities and stuff, and Tracer is a good one because she's so simplistic in what yeah. she does. Exactly. What happens with some of the other characters is like, when now that we're starting to have a lot more overlap with heroes, you know, you have your Sigma and your D.Va, you have your uh, who else would kind of overlap? Uh, I Kinda? guess uh, all, all your all your like hit scans together. Like, how do they differentiate themselves from each other? Uh-huh. Uh This character, which I, it happened with Kiriko too. She's so versatile in all the things she's able to do, and it seems like we're going that way with this character too. He's gonna be able to do a lot of things. They say that he has a very interesting. Uh, secondary fire which is i think how he's going to do his damage and get people off of him but i don't know like uh some of the content creators uh from around the the internet say that they've also they've gotten a chance to play this guy already and that he's a lot of fun and really cool really powerful so he he, uh, he looks like a lot of fun and what are you saying you don't have to it's, it's more and this is the power work I, I thought of rico where rico's always a stickler on positioning and game sense you know in terms of Rico's always making call outs and talking, whatever, where I'm kind of just honed in on my position. I'll let Rico know and stuff like that. So he has the ability. It seems like a lot of the stuff kind of hones in on 
positioning especially as alt right um when it comes to aoe stuff positioning your walls and especially when you're gonna be able to bring back your 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 teammate and apparently his stuff is supposed to not be aim skilled and more um what kind of like not moira right but you don't really have to aim apparently is what it's like has, has there been any gameplay yet or no not to tomorrow no we're go we're supposed to be getting our look a uh, first look at him tomorrow uh, no, no time or anything like that. I don't know if it'll be a video or maybe a stream uh, that they're going to be doing with some content creators. I still don't see anything here up on Twitter yet, but we will be learning more about him tomorrow. So, well, that that that's pretty. I'm excited. You know, we're only seven days out, so of course we're gonna we're we had to find out sometime this week. Yeah. Uh, also on Twitter today, we also did get, or actually on YouTube, they uploaded, I think, and scheduled. Um, the trailer for season two, I mean, season four of Overwatch. And if you look at uh, what was there, you can clearly see that uh, a Ramatra skin. I mean, a Sigma skin, I'm sorry. Mm. And uh, I mean, that was super exciting because to me, that looks like it is probably going to be our, uh, what do you call it? The mythic, mythic skin. Which looks... I had all the things here. I, I didn't even realize I had the, the tweet here of all the abilities. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I was like, yeah, you put it on the thing. Um, but yeah, his Sigma's Mythic skin, I said, wow. And I know Rico, again, Rico, two for two right now, just has an amazing, because I know he's, he loves Sigma a lot. Just, God, look at him, dude. I, I, when they get to D.Va, I want them. I want something grander like that, dude, because... It Look at this good. man! It looks, it looks amazing, <laughs> dude. It and really we just, does. We just got a good Sigma skin like this past season, so getting another one so soon. I'm and with it, to purple, me, that looks really... with the crown, and he had that purple smoke in the back of his head, and, and his oh, it is, it's nice, super nice. Yeah. What do you think? Based on that, do you have any idea what our theme might be this time around? Cause I know we we get like a little theme like every season, kind of. I'm trying to like you know like how how Kiriko was the what you call it, um, the goddess, right? Uh, you had Junker Queen with the with the uh, Genji Greek. was like cyberpunk. Genji was cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, Junker uh, Queen was the, the Greek. Greece. We had the Greek, and uh, then you had the the goddess Japanese thing. Honestly, with something like this, you you wouldn't. No, look, look. We had the Greece thing, but something like this, maybe a little more. Um, as guardians, I, I, you know, again, he has a crown on his head, right? That's a crown. So I'm, I immediately think of, if not as guardian, maybe something like Arth, like uh, Arthurian, mm -hmm. which again, what he's like Morgoth. I think Morgoth would be a kind of a cool interpretation of 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 this skin, you know. So, but we'll see, because he, he looks majestic. And if we're going to go with some theme, again, I'm, I'm just thinking of different things kind of on the top of my head that look that feel kingly, especially in a very sinister king vibe. And Morgoth uh, seems to be the, you know, I guess number one from uh, Arthurian legend, right? Ish? Yeah, obviously the big thing is like, you know, the, the spiked uh, hyper spears, the big crown. He also does seem to have like claw-like hands. So I, I really don't know, but... We'll, we'll find out. No, but it, sure. but I'm just excited for that skin, to be honest. So I'm if we're gonna get more stuff like that, like I'm down. Yeah, for sure. And again, the mythic skins have not missed. I think the weakest one, in my opinion, would probably be the what Junker Queen, maybe. 
Yeah, probably the Junker Queen. I mean, it was still phenomenal. It was still phenomenal. Wrong, but... Yeah, but again, this is the pull of just mythics, right? So I, I thought Kitty Course was amazing. Uh, you know, I bought the I bought the One Punch Man one, and I went back to Kitty Course one because it looks awesome. Yeah. So I think that uh, we're supposed to be getting the trailer for Season 4 coming April 6th, which will be on Thursday. So uh, look, be looking out for that. But uh, that's kind of all the news we got for this week. Anything else you want to throw out there, Marcus? No, no, that's that's about it. I will be seeing um, some Mario Wednesday. Wednesday at what time am I seeing it? 7.30, 6.30? I am seeing an IMAX. I'll find myself for a while if I want to see Dolby IMAX or XD. But I will be seeing it in IMAX, after all, on Wednesday at 7.30. I know the, some of the review, some of the reviews have been mostly just overwhelmingly positive. There have been maybe like a few, very few negative ones. So I expect to see pretty high scores, I think I would imagine. Uh, but either way, even if you don't, if you're a Mario fan, I'm excited. I bought, I bought a Mario, um, the Mario statue, that the Illumination, the official Mario Illumination statue they put out for, for Bowser. I bought the Bowser one for 30 bucks. I bought a Bowser shirt. Uh, I'm ready, man. I have a Bowser shell. I'm gonna put that on my back when I when I mm-hmm. walk in. So it, 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 I'm excited, man. I really am. Okay, that's about it. Think about it. Yeah, plus uh, we talked about uh, our last podcast, which was the uh, watch along of the Tears of the Kingdom. So go check that out if uh, you want to know our thoughts on that. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, Marcus. Yeah, and like Rico had mentioned, I, our last podcast was that Tears of the Kingdom. Before that, it was just a, a weekly recap. I know our discussions, um, not that we've stopped. It's just there, we, we're, going, we're doing a lot right now. And I know it's kind of gearing up to where it's gone tough. But as of right now, this is our, what, is it officially one year since we've started podcasting, Rico? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's officially been one year, so it's kind of safe to see. see it's kind of safe to say that our next discussion, when it drops, will be a. Is it gonna, are we finally doing that recap? That uh, you know, I know we have talked about it, doing a recap when it got to that one year mark, and we're at that one year mark. Rico and I have also talked about some of the things we want to do going forward. So if you're one of our listeners, or even if you're not, right, spread spread the word. Maybe somebody will listen. We do plan on hopefully showing our faces and doing a video uh, video while we podcast uh, to you know make us go further down the road right to further our meta error nerds podcast so with that said thank you guys for joining you have a good one